Welcome to the Sunday or Monday edition of the Sleeper in the Bust. I am just Friday. Edison. Or Friday. I mean, it could be could be any day. It is the day edition of daytime edition of the Sleeper in the Bust. I am Justin Mason, joined by both Jason Collette and Paul Spore. How you guys doing? Great to be well. back together, man. Yes, the band is back together officially. Doing a threesome. Yes, yes. This is uh the uh most disturbing threesome you will ever witness. <laughs> we have both Ouch, our, all, all, all the guys are here today. Uh, and uh we apologize for not being able to record Friday. Paul had some stuff going on and I could not record over the weekend. Uh Jason couldn't record over the weekend too because it was Father's Day. So we thought, hey, let's get together and uh you know figure it all out on Monday. So we are gonna talk some news and notes because there are quite a few players being called up right now. And then we're going to talk about some players who we are swooning over in June. Uh, and uh, and uh, because they are doing so well. Uh, and they're so not having a June swoon. They are not having we a June swoon. We are swooning swim. over them. We are swooning over them. I, I yes. like it. I like yes. it. We are, we are, we are flipping, flipping the script on that mm -hmm. one. Let's start with O'Neill Cruz, my boy, finally getting the call uh he has been uh he, he started off slow in triple a uh and then started crushing and the pirates just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for that super two date to pass it has passed and he will make his uh debut for the 2022 season today paul how excited are you about o'neill cruz i can't wait to see what o'neill cruz can do just in large part due to the fact of who he is as a person. He's 6'7", 210 uh, at shortstop. I love that. He might play some outfield. Actually, I don't know if they're, if they're going to install him right at shortstop. There was talks of him breaking camp. And remember, his price was pretty high for a while there in draft season because there was an expectation that he was just going to make the team um, despite only six games at AAA. They were six great games, but it was still only six games. So they send him out. Um, I heard the thing about like working on his pinch hitting or whatever. Uh, that was an interesting take, but he wasn't killing it at AAA. Might be a little bit bored of it though, even though he's only spent six games there uh, previous prior to this year. He just might know he's ready. So he's got that kind of explosive talent. O'Neill Cruz is a must pick up in all formats just because the upside is that rich. Jason, where are you out on Cruz? Is he a guy that you're rushing to the waiver wire for? Got him three weeks ago. Yeah, my OC, somebody addressed him, somebody drafted him, uh, cut him. I got him for three dollars three weeks ago. Gosh, I can just sit there and and just smile why everybody else in the other league why he goes for big numbers because that was worth the stash. Uh, and before you know, before we started recording, I shared a team, he was one of the guys that I had in the bench. I got to move him in to replace Polanco, so I mean, the timing is absolutely perfect. Oh, that's uh, for that. So, yeah, it was the that, that worked out because I man, can I sit because as we recorded last weekend, I told Justin my prediction was this past Friday they were going to bring him up in time for the the home series. Whoever they just wrapped up, the Giants. I mean, I thought they'd bring him up, you know, a couple of days off. Uh, but had they not come up, I, I just feared this whole thing. I was like, oh god, I got to cut him because I've got all these injuries coming up, and then he would come up the next day. So glad he's up. Uh, I got to see him play here in Charlotte a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I was at that game where we went one fourteen and one one on exit below. 
uh, you know, his, oh, wow. the, the sound. It's always the sound of the ballpark. You can even in a full stadium, you can hear the sound of the ball off his bat. And I'm I'm excited to watch him play. Maybe he'll flop like everything else that's come up this year. I'm sorry. The uh, the the not, the no names are having a great year, but all the you know Adley Rutschman's got one more homer than the three of us combined. I think. <laughs> so it's yeah, all the big names are struggling. Well, the Rodriguez, to come up, but, the, but the the no names, yeah, uh, but the no names are uh, having having a great year at the plate. So let's see what O'Neill Cruz can do. But you know the uh, it's it's finally here it's incredibly long overdue but it's finally here yeah i've been holding on to him in the leagues where i drafted him and those of you who are following along prior to the start of the season uh, know how big of a fan i am uh, of o'neill cruz so i'm super excited to be able to plug him into my lineups today uh there are concerns about how much he's going to strike out right he's had he's shown some strikeout uh, uh downside in the minor leagues uh however over the last month I, like, like i said he started off slow but in the last month he has an 18.9 percent strikeout rate in triple a with six home runs two stolen bases in 289 um, i'm hoping that's kind of the guy but there is there is a chance that he could strike out at a 30 percent clip the beautiful part is he's on the pirates and the pirates are okay with that they've got guys like michael chavez they've got they they're bringing him up to play so i don't think yeah. he's gonna face a josh lowian demise uh that we saw earlier in this season and speaking of josh low is going to be back in the major leagues jason sent us a nice little uh tweet this morning uh saying that they will be recalling him jason do you think that josh low has done enough to fix his strikeout problems and be a productive fantasy player uh, yeah, he's been hitting well down in Durham. Um, I was there a couple of weeks ago at a game, got to see him play. Uh, you know, had a had a really nice game. So he's done that. He honestly he came up because the Rays had to drop a pitcher. They had to yeah. get down to thirteen. <laughs> that, to that's 13. what's sparking a lot of these moves. Yeah, and he, which is he, great. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, but let's be real. He should have been up a he could have called a couple of weeks ago. I mean. Uh, the offense has been struggling mightily without Wander Franco and Brandon Lau. And Brandon Lau is probably still a couple of weeks away from coming back. He is just now starting rotational activities, according to Mark Tompkin. Uh, so he still may be out. He may be out through the all-star break. Uh, and the offense has just yeah. been puttering along. Brett Phillips leads all of baseball and strikeout rate. And baseball is fun again, but it's not fun watching him in the lineup. Uh, along with Vidal Brujan, who's been completely overmatched. We we may have we may have lost my lost Jason there, Jason. So, but Bruhan has been overmatched, and it's <laughs> really frustrating. I'm worried they're just not that good. I don't want to give up too soon. I don't want to be too pessimistic on on somebody I've liked, but I'm just not seeing anything at the big league level that shows that he can compete. Now, obviously, power mm -hmm. was never a big part of anything, but there's still a world where you know high contact guys get hits and and succeed, and we've seen none of it from Bruhan. And he can't steal if he can't get on base. And then that's the problem with Bruin. The problem with Lowe, though, is yeah, is he going to strike out at a 38% clip again? It wasn't like he I think was, he might. I, I think he's uh, probably going like to. It, it, how hot is he going to be, right? It's like, where are we going to catch him um, in terms of in terms of a uh, hot streak? It is Can he come up and, and run a high 20s for a while? Certainly could, but it, it seems until we really get to the – fundamental root with the swinging strike rate coming down that the strikeouts are always going to be there and so josh Lowe is going to be one of those run hot run cold type of guys that can be very very frustrating for fantasy because you would never know when the time so you know 
if you're in a deeper league, those guys are a lot better because you can set it, forget it, just take the, the season end number from a Josh Lowe. But in anything, you know, where you're making moves with that fifth, fourth outfielder spot, those players are a pain in the butt. Now, I, I will say that over the month of June, he has been much better in AAA. He's got a 20% strikeout rate, hitting three twenty-one, two home runs, four stolen bases. So we're catching him in a, in a hot streak here. Hopefully mm-hmm. he can keep it going. But if the swing strike rate is still in the double digits into the mid-teens, then it will eventually the strikeouts will come back. So hopefully and, and apologies out. and apologies. My bandwidth is probably uh, worse than the Rays' offense of late. But the <laughs> other thing, I mean, you just touched on the four stolen bases, and that's the other thing not to forget about Josh. Uh, Josh Lau, Lau. Lau. No, he's Lau. Lau. I, I, as a fan, I still constantly forget it. Uh, <laughs> but he is extremely good at stolen base. He's been caught once in the past two seasons. Uh, and so you look at his his success rates off the charts. Uh, and so he should have the green light again. This offense is struggling to produce runs. So if, if uh, Lowe can get on base, he has the opportunity to then steal bases because he has certainly earned it with his success rate. I want to say he is – 29 of his last 30, something like that. It's it's absurd how good he has been in that capacity. He didn't get caught at all last year. Uh, last time I checked, he's been down once this year. Yeah. Uh, the the same risk, and I yeah, I brought this up with his older brother. Uh, but with the swing, it's Nate. what got him in trouble. Yeah, what got up, what got Josh in trouble is the same that got Nate in trouble. Elevated heat. Watch the two of them. Basically, Josh is the more athletic of the two. Uh, and I, I think I've made this joke previously that younger brothers have more athleticism because my brother was the one that threw 90 plus and I never did. Uh, but I'm the more athletic looking one. Uh, so, but uh, that's Josh is uh, Nathaniel's larger. They both have a swing that can maximize. They love hitting things, uh, waist down to the knees. Uh, so if you look at a lot of, uh, you know, let's say, Low hits a home run tonight, does something here recently. See what that ball's hit. He is his older brother struggled with it. Uh, and Josh struggled with it before he got sent down. The 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 pitches started getting higher. Uh, he couldn't lay off and wasn't doing much with him. Uh, so let's see if he's closed that loop. But the problem is when you've had when you've been it's clear that these two brothers were taught, conditioned either by dad, same instructor, whatever, because mm-hmm. their swings look so much alike. And Nathaniel's, even though he left the Braves organization, has gone to Texas, it still looks the same. Yeah, uh, I and he still say, has that ground ball issue that you know mm-hmm. keeps him yeah. from from uh, really getting into the power that Nate Lowe has. But I'll tell you, there's the other piece. I think Eric Cross tweeted it this week. Talked about he had a nice running graph showing how uh, Nathaniel Lowe has basically started saying i don't care if i strike out like he's over the last month is starting to is starting to give up contact to get into some more power so maybe he's Good. changing his swing Good, so i think it was power. across the street yeah he's got he's had like, it i've seen I him like put it on a lot but he's been stuck on four or five home runs for quite some time now and yep. a lot of those came early yes, so that's did. the thing about josh he, he could he could he should he could play every day uh, and he was at the start of the season uh, because, again, it's Kiermaier struggled to stay healthy. Margot uh, Phillips has been playing way too much. Um, and, you know, it, it is what it is. The team can't score runs uh, right now. I mean, they, they dropped two or three to Baltimore because they just left a ton of guys on base. Uh, I tweeted out the other day, Yandy Diaz is hitting 300 and has three RBIs in the past 30 days because nobody at the bottom of the lineup is getting on base. Nobody. That's gross. Yeah. All right. Uh Let's talk about another rookie uh, who's about to make his MLB debut. Jeter Downs is getting uh, called up uh, to the major leagues. 
Uh, he's got 11 home runs in AAA, 11 stolen bases. <laughs> However, <laughs> he is hitting 180 as a 31% strikeout rate. Hey, okay. he has 297 OBP, baby. Yeah, I mean, Mondesi would be uh, would be drooling over that uh, 297 OBP. But uh, is there any chance this works out well, Paul? Oh, there's a chance. I mean, it's a pretty hilariously low BABIP at 209. Um, he is like he's contributing to that by literally just selling out. Uh, he's 54% fly ball. He lives in the air, so it's not going to be a good batting average. It, it, it's not going to be much different than this. He wants to be a power hitter and it's going to come at the cost of everything. And so if he continues to go for the power Jeter downs, it's going to be like this, but he can, he can also run. So, you know, if you've got the batting average uh, that you can sustain a blow, maybe you go for this for the power and speed depends what your team context looks like. Jason, are you uh, interested in Jeter downs at all? Uh, the other piece, don't forget, Wooster is a really nice, really, really nice run environment hitting park. Uh, and so maybe that's why he is selling out because it is a uh, favorable hitting park uh, for hitters. But no, I mean, if you, you got this type, we've seen AAA types come up with this type of risk profile and just absolutely flop. Uh, I believe this is what this is Downs' third organization. He's been traded like five times. He's had like he's been quite the nomad before his call up. Uh, I would like to see a track record of those types of prospects too, like an air quotes, yeah. whatever, but you know, the guys that have been moved around, if you've been traded that many times, then eventually can, it's like, why? You can spin why it both ways, right? That many times? You can spin it both ways where it's like, somebody always wants you, but nobody like mm -hmm. fights to necessarily keep you. Right. So it, it's kind of a both ways thing. I mean, he was part of the Mookie Betts trade. Like he's a pretty big piece of the Mookie Betts trade. So, you know, that there's some appeal there, but I, I hear what you're saying about the fact, you know, from Cincinnati to LA uh, and then from the Dodgers to Boston, it, it's going to be a volatile profile, but somebody who has a double, double already. Uh, I mean, there's, there's has to be some intrigue there, particularly in deeper formats was where he, you can take can you on such me? a bad betting average. And that's a great point. Can you remind me who he was traded for when he went from Cincy to LA? Who was that? Was that I need the to find that out the, too. Uh, I was trying to, I can't remember. Is that when they like, Oh no, that's that's too old. No, I, I tried to avoid the risk of multiple tabs killing my connection again. So yeah, don't, that's why I'll, I'm like... I'll find it. You, you don't worry. It's it's not listed under his profile because he doesn't have a major league profile yet. So I need to manually research it. So let's continue. It was on the I'll, I'll it was it. the Josiah Gray. Oh yeah, there you go. To LA, um, it was for uh, Homer Bailey. Um, let's see. Homer Bailey went to the Dodger or went to the Dodgers with those guys, while Yasil Puig, oh, Alex Wood, Matt trade. Kemp, and Kyle Farmer went to Cincinnati. This uh, was, I guess they're still getting something out of Farmer, but oh my god, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> that did not that did not end well. Um, so. and, you know those deals are hard too because like with all the money stuff and mm -hmm. like it seems like the Dodgers, the Dodgers oh, also sent cash. Yeah, so I wonder if it was was Bailey still getting paid a lot? Did they did, did the Reds come out so. ahead in cash on that deal? Because if they did, I'm sure they did. Yeah, 
they and they gave two prospects for it. This is why they're a garbage organization. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like you basically just sold two prospects and look what they become. Like we don't know if Jeter doesn't become anything, but he's netted. You know, he then got the Mookie Betts, so the Dodgers are pretty happy with it. And Josiah Gray got them. Um, you know, Scherzer and Turner. Scherzer Turner. Yeah, yeah. So they have robbed the Reds blind, but we knew it at the time too. This is not just retrospect. This was a this heinous deal. And there's oh a God. deep drive to left field. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hating uh, Jeter Downs has uh, uh, 11 home runs in AAA out of 34 hits. So he's got a 3 to 1. It's crazy. Hits, hits the home run ratio. You know who else has a 3 to 1 uh, hits the home run ratio? Uh, Aaron Judge. That's saying he's Aaron Judge with speed. I'm saying I like he's it. Aaron Judge. I like it. I'm with that. This is going to end really, really poorly, to be honest. I mean, the guy who's striking out that much in AAA, um, I think he's, he's he's probably really, really going to struggle. I think he is kind of a guy you want to try to pick up if if you can afford the batting average, just because the upside is huge. But he's also a guy him. that, like, we could totally see him not play very much. How many times have they already sent down uh, Duran? Duran. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Just, I could see him being good. I could see Jeter Downs being good at home and like using that uppercut swing to just beat the hell out of the green monster and then stealing bases and then hopefully getting over the green monster a few times too. But yeah, with that kind of fly ball rate and strikeout rate, there, I just don't see a world where he hits anything better than than two twenty. I think that's I think it's the upside. Two twenty is fine. If he hits two twenty, that's the upside might... though. No, no, that's the yeah. max. Oh, okay. with oh this that's profile. the max. Yeah, I, I think so I'm you're probably right. One ninety. Yeah. So my somebody is taking a baseball off my desk, so I'm going to have to. So on video, I'm going to put this little baseball statue on a T, uh, and this is a T. This is actually a bat. But has anybody seen how many strikeouts Jeter Downs has in AAA? Paul, do you want to look that up? I got you. He has a 31% rate, which is good for oh, 69. 69. <laughs> All right, there we go. Amateur humor hour. Sorry. Yeah, I, I like the T so, thing too. Yes, that's great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. If it wasn't for the prop, I just want to let that go. But I'm no, like, the prop, is, yeah, the prop made that good. I um, love that. Okay, yeah. well, done. well done. So yeah, Jeter Downs, okay. you can pick him up. You know, be careful. I'm, I'm not really going for him in a 10. If you have a natural opening and you want to take that shot for a week just in case he catches fire, sure. But I would not cut anybody of import in a 10 for Jeter Downs. If I had Albies and I hadn't replaced him yet for some reason, and that I put him on the IL so I have a free spot, that's how I'd pick him up in a shallow league. 12s and up, if you, if you need the power and speed, but you have to be able to take the average, he's going to hit 170, I think. Has uh, Atlanta speed? not made a deal yet? Or did they? Did I miss something? Uh, being out with family uh, funeral last week. They, you know, with Albie's out. They're they're, they're rolling. They're rolling with Arcia for right now. He, wow. I mean, listen. He was actually raking last year. Remember when he came yeah. up? And I, I fell for it. I thought like, oh, I think you know he's been decent before. I liked him a little bit in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He was hitting a triple A. He flopped completely, but he's hitting again in triple A this year, and. I don't know. Or no, he's hit, he's hitting in the majors so far this year. Never mind. He's not been in AAA, but in his 74 yeah, he's, appearances, he's actually hitting. And so maybe they think, and listen, Albies was actually playing pretty poorly. They don't really have a high bar that they have to, to get to, to, to be matching what Albies was doing. Obviously they mm-hmm. want something positive, but he was at a 90 WRC plus. Yeah. Like, 
it wasn't great right now yeah. from all these. It was brutal. Okay. Like I like I texted y'all this you know, thought Cesar Hernandez would make such a great fit there yeah. given the one year deal. They could move around and watch things out of it. If Arcia can replicate him, they'll do that. But I, I that would be a would have been a good name if they didn't trust Arcia. But I think I think Arcia can kind of maybe do that. Arcia is a good good player. Yeah, I think he got uh, kind of a bad rap. And uh, he's twenty seven, right? Yeah, like if he if fun. he oh Magic Age, this, he's twenty seven. Yeah, what? the Magic Age. I mean, if the he took his playing time and hit thirty homers, it would be it's written in the stars. It's he's twenty seven years old. That's a that's a joke for old heads. Uh, Younger yeah. people do not understand you that long-time listeners will know what we're talking about. Yeah, or just anyone who's played in fantasy for a long time when that used articles used to be written on mm-hmm. age twenty-seven guys. So, I, I, I remember at auctions, guys paying up three, four extra. No, you would absolutely. Guys. There was a yeah. tax for being twenty. Mm-hmm. What's their skill? I don't know. He's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yep. Like they moved to twenty-six. Like, oh, hey, it's the pre, yeah, it's the breakout, but then you know, eventually it's like, hey, if they were a really good player at 26, it's because they were a damn good prospect and they've been in the majors for a couple of years now, yes. (laughs) So, like, it's like, yeah, like there, there was something to back it up a bit with the age, aging curve, but we just applied it to anybody who was 27. It's one of those things that, that if you read the whole deal, it made sense because, and if you had someone who was age 27 in a contract year. Yes. Oh man, they, they were going to be a monster. That, that guy's going. It's like right crossing high. the streams. But yeah, yeah. exactly. But again, <laughs> there was something rooted in that based on the aging curve and when you would break out. But it got bastardized to you're 27. Get on my team. I don't. I mm-hmm. do not care how skilled you are. You're 27, and that that's the problem with it. <laughs> uh, Mookie Betts hitting the IL that's with next rib. Next. Uh, What's next? This- this What's is next super, on the super list? bummer pass. for anybody who drafted him in the first round of their we'll main event. Go ahead and pass on this one. We'll <laughs> roll on through this. Hey, before we roll, I will, I will take I'll take the L because this isn't how I thought Betts' season would work out. But I said I said he wasn't going to be a top 40 player. I was concerned about the quality of contact the last couple of years, how it had been declining from where it was in 18. Yeah, and then yeah, he started off really slow out of the gate, and I was starting to tie the shoes on my victory lap, and then he's like, <laughs> boom, gone. And so, yeah, and, and then he got hurt. Now he's hurt. So it's just like – Hopefully it's just I'll, the two weeks. Yeah, hopefully it's two weeks, uh, but just wanted to put it out there, taking the L. The Dodgers say they are in no the market man. for a uh, right-handed uh, uh, outfielder <laughs> to um, – Who? Chat. Well, they, they want – they might. That oh might my not, god! That would make, they would so do that. Yeah. Oakland has. So, they just, trade all the time. Bring them down. Just yeah. Like, give me, well, you know, it's here. it's great for Oakland because they don't have to pay for the plane ticket. They just put them exactly. on a bus down to L.A. They yeah, probably just so, pick and send them on an Uber and be like. Yeah, uh, I think that's about the level that they're going to go for. They're using Eddie Alvarez out there. McKinstry's also a lefty. Alberto can go out there, but they want somebody with a little bit more punch. I mean, Pinder. You know he just pop off at the Dodgers. All of us would pick him up too. Don't act like you. And that quality in. of contact. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, still they, have Pinder. I still have Pinder in a couple of leagues. So it have been like it's it's hard for me not but, to. I, I'm in DCs. Yeah. I, I mean, I just I, I'm a sucker for Pinder. And if you went to the he Dodgers, that, I would absolutely pick him up in in, in Maine. He seems to make the sense. Like you said, they've got a trade history uh, there. A few Big things. Time. He's the type of guy you, you look at some of the the the. Statcast data is like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Oh yeah, okay. And if they were, if the trade, if they do make a trade, people would be like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, it, it, yeah, totally makes Pinder sense there. And I, I like that. And he plays good defense. He, he has good defense out there too. So he will be at least adding defense. So let's get Pinder. I, Swipe right to LA. Let's go. 
So th there's not much that is actionable. I do want to bring up, though, that there are now only three players remaining on my Barf League team <laughs> that have not hit the IL yet this season. Dude, so if you are rostering Jake Cronenworth, um, oh, no. Cedric Mullet, <laughs> Cedric oh, no, Mullins, I took a bunch of him. Um, <laughs> Or uh, or Justin Turner, beware! They are the next oh. to go down. Man, Justin um, Turner has been horrendous. He's been he, bad. He needs to get hurt. hurt. He needs to get hurt so you can do something with him. But it's man, my I, it's like I saw. I think Mike Petriello has had this whole uh, concern level with Justin Turner, and like he keeps retweeting it. And early on, it's like one of ten. Now he's like nine of ten. Is he's he? Like, yeah, he's like nine of ten. I'm majorly concerned that it's his quality done. of contact not there because it looks like the, there's just no punch in his bat. Then because yeah. you'd look at the 240 BABIP and think that that would regress because the plate skills are still there. But this is why you can't just use BABIP as you know the luck meter because if you think that it it's there in the stats if you just look at that. But it, once you then go down to his power and you see that the the hard hit rate is down five points. And I mean, his barrel rate's still the same, or eight from eight to seven, but the uh, the hard hit rate down five points. He got to be hitting the ball hard, and you got to get those line drives to get the base hits for Justin Turner. Oh, I mean, we've exit velo. His fans. Go ahead. Sorry. Exit velo down two miles as well from yeah, uh, ninety-one to eighty-nine. This is what used to happen. Yes. This is how Much guys used to than thirty-seven. It's like Dale. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm grandpa on the show, right? This is what happened with Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy was awesome, awesome, awesome <laughs> until he sucked in a damn hurry. But what? this is what used to happen with guys when they got to their 30s. And then some folks started defying the uh, law of physics. But uh, as multiple people have said, father time always wins. Always, always. wins. Always. Undefeated. <laughs> so and, and, yeah, you're right. It's going to happen. This is why I always say, like, once you're 35 and older, there doesn't have to be a, a smooth decline. It can just be gone. And it might be with Turner. Now, he might have a second-half surge. He also has a 5% homer to fly ball. Like, there are reasons that you can think that if he, you know, maybe he's nursing a little injury, and once that gets back to health, that'll give him a little bit more spring in his swing. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen what Petriola has said. I'm sure he's looked at a lot of underlying statistics to be at a 9 of 10. So I would be concerned, too. But there doesn't have to be warning with these, and that's why guys like that are risky. I will say it's always built into Justin Turner's price yeah. that this could happen because he always comes at a very nice discount. So yeah. you didn't get him for free, but the price that you paid, this range of outcome was in there, and so that's why you got such a low price. Absolutely. Uh, last uh, injury or call-up piece of news, a little bit of both. Maybe Machado uh, got hurt no. yesterday, uh, sprained his ankle, uh, kind of slipping over first base uh, while he was running out of grounder. Um, he looked to be in some extreme amount of pain, had to be helped off the field. Yeah. Uh, X-rays were negative, so that's a good thing. I would assume he's going to hit the IL today. CJ Abrams was instantly pulled from his uh, minor league game mm -hmm. uh, right after the injury, and he's uh, supposedly going to be on his way to San Diego uh, today. How interested are you in picking up C.J. Abrams? He was the highest bid-on player in our main uh, yesterday, Paul. Yeah. Um, let me ask Justin, Jason something real quick. I know you're not uh, like 
trained in injuries or anything, but you follow a lot of the stuff and all the timelines and all that. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say. You I thought he was going into a joke. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be like, you fall over a lot. I was, no, I was so. fully, fully genuine. Fully genuine. You, last time, too. last like, time you were in, last time you were in San Diego, you fell over too. <laughs> no, I feel like you you have a have a good knowledge of a lot of these things and like body parts. And when I hear you talk about them, like that, you know, you study this stuff. Anecdotally, I feel like ankle injuries always seem worse at, at, at the moment of impact because the way they like swell up and that you can't put pressure on him. So we instantly think he can't put pressure on. Him, he's basically dead. Um, is there any truth to the matter that maybe because of the way sprains are and ankles are that once they swelling goes down and everything that maybe we overreact in the moment to ankles because a guy can't put weight on it. Or is there something to that fact that if he can't put weight on it, it's necessarily going to be this level of injury. I mean, so we haven't seen, I, well, I actually haven't seen a definitive thing. I saw somebody say it was a grade three sprain. Okay. Uh, and That'd so, be pretty bad. yeah, that for those only listening, Justin's facial reaction says it all. Grade three is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when you, you know, as somebody and probably everybody that's listening to this has sprained their ankle on one time or another uh, with that. And even I remember one time, shocker, when I was in college, uh, I uh, dislocated my ankle. Uh, and the, the guy was like, this is actually better than breaking it because it's going to heal quicker. Now I spent 10 weeks in a cast on that one. But I mean, that was, it was pretty bad. They had to put my foot back uh, there, but it was, everything was torn, but nothing was broken uh, in that capacity. But it does take, it still tears and tears need time to heal. Uh, and first of all, you have to wait for that swelling to go down so you can start more rehab. So it's almost like the, the first course of action uh, is, is rest, like literally elevation, not doing anything, icing, just so you can get some of that swelling down so you can then begin some of that that rehab activity. And uh, drawing a blank on who, I saw something on Twitter this morning, and it's a fair question. Who's back first, Tatis Jr. or Machado? And that's a fair question to consider. Uh, but I also don't want to lose the, the opportunity to say, why in the hell does baseball still have these stupid, large, slippery bases, especially at that's, first base? That's the they thing, need Jones to have the running base here. They need to have that. But the other thing, and, and, and not, that, not that Machado escapes any culpability here, what the hell was he doing striding to the backside of the back? That was, if you watch the replay. I mean, I know, I think chop your step, but everybody's yeah, talking front corner of that bag, yeah, and he absolutely. went to the backside and slid out. No, and I he, can't remember who I've seen else. There's nothing just, good coming from that. Exactly. And we've seen guys do that before. I think Harper's was like that. And then he slid off and mm -hmm. then basically flipped over his own ankle there. It's and I want to say that's how Tim Hudson did it, covering first. He went yeah. the backside of it. And then he got stepped and on. Wrenched his ankle, yeah. And yep. it's hard and slick. Yeah. Why? Why is it hard at first for base? I don't know. But then, yeah, but then also slick so that when he does land on it awkwardly, because he did misstep, right? You're not supposed to land there, but he did nope. just, I think he just misstepped. Then he slides right off. And with all that momentum, then he rolls over himself. That, oh, that, it, it, it hurts to watch. It was painful. Anyone who's had an ankle sprain, yes, you've had minor ankle sprains. And you're magnifying that because you can tell how much worse that is than any little ankle sprain you've had. And we've mm -hmm. all probably been babies about the little ankle sprains that we've had. Imagine what that one would have done. My God. Yeah. You've got to mobilize it. Immobilize it. I mean, to me, and I have Machado in three leagues, and I would love if I didn't have to, if I didn't lose, because I'm actually competing in two of those. Uh, and it would be just brutal to, uh, to, to lose him. 
uh, in, in that regard. But immobilization is going to be the first thing that, that they're going to do. So at a minimum, he's out the rest of this month. He's going to be out through, I would say he's at a, at a safe bet, safest, best possible case. He comes back after the All-Star break. And that to me is the best case. And if he beats for, that, for, for like, uh, yeah, for Machado, like, uh, like Acuna Jr. came back a little quicker yeah. than I thought. You know, if he does that and youth is on his side, because that's one of the other things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. younger guys tend to come back a little quicker. Uh, but, you know, Machado's kind of right there on, on the border of that type uh, of thing. But for me, I'm planning on he's out through the All Star break. Okay. Um, I think that that can definitely be the case. And reading something on Twitter, one, uh, this person that uh, follows injuries at Inside Injuries, um, their 24K followed account. You know, they not some uh, just, you know, random Twitter egg or something. Looks like a grade one or two inversion ankle sprain, not high ankle, which is good. Recovery time can be anywhere from one to six weeks, depending on the severity of any ligament damage. So, like, you you always go high. Jason always goes mm-hmm. high. He's taught me to go high. And that way, if they come back earlier, you feel great. But always just work high because – you know, why, why psych yourself into hoping that it's going to be a two week injury. So let's plan for six and then kind of work back from there with Machado. So anybody you pick up, try to think of as like, I'd like to maybe get them for a month or more. So back to my original question, CJ Abrams coming up. Is he the guy you're going to? I mean, yes, because, well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I I'll say this. I'd go for um, Orlando Arcia over CJ Abrams. For the short really game. yeah for this year yeah yeah I'm, I'm not sold that abrams is like an instant contributor not he's based on russian he's been great oh yeah no he's great he's 21 i mean he has 73 games i mean is he, is he one of these guys that's like special instantly maybe but i mean he has 72 games at double and triple a hardly any pro experience i feel like he might be learning on the job a little bit which is fine i love that he, he can call get called up and get a chance but I'm, I'm, I think RC is a uh, better bang for your buck right now. Let's also not forget cheaper. what I said about Wooster. Multiply that for El Paso. There you go. Absolutely. But, I mean, you still – That's you why know, it's a 116 OPS plus, which is which is good, but not, like, eye-popping. Yeah, but, I mean, he's still striking out, you know, under 17% of the yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't say he's bad. I just said I prefer – Stealing bases. I, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the upside on Abrams for sure. I don't I don't, I don't think has, it's particularly close to too. And that, that's what I don't get. How? How is it not close? RC is 27. We just got done saying that we like him. You don't think a 27-year-old who's who's been in the majors before, you know, who has some uh, a, a one double-double under his belt, you don't think he's got just as much upside? For the, for no, I, I I don't think he has just as much upside. I just I, I just don't see how Abrams is. Any, like, the, the problem with it, that... It would I, not surprise me if, if, if Abrams hits... You know, we're talking upside, right? We're not. Yes, yeah, I think. I think. I think. The, I think the argument you're talking is two percent outcomes. Like you're talking like such scant outcomes. What's the most likely outcome? Let's let's deal. Fuck the okay, upside. Okay, outcomes. so let's work right, in so the fifty percent because that's where I think you have the argument. Bands. I think that's where you and, have that, the and that's where I'm thinking on more because if you're losing Machado, why are you just swinging for the fences? You need production. I know you'd like you'd love the upside, but you can't afford really to get nothing because you go from him to nothing i think you got to go from machado i think you got to be safer when you're replacing a superstar all right jason yeah. which, which one would you prefer uh, i'm on the rca side as well because i want somebody who's been there done that uh right now uh and where he's got a chance to also hit a little higher uh, in the atlanta lineup whereas abrams is likely going to hit eighth 
yeah. uh, in front of Austin Nulla or Horry up, maybe even hit ninth. Uh, and and so RC, is eight, RC is eight right now, but but right he now, could have but, more mobility than. Uh, I, so I agree with you. I just didn't want people to be like, well, he's eight as well. Yes, they're both eight right now, but I do think, and, and maybe even nine, like you said, because I think Hasim, by the way, when you talk about Kim, so is Kim losing his job here? Um, or, or yeah. no, I mean, because it gets back to old right safe. To yeah, well, it gets back to old safe boring guy too. You know, that kind of theory. Yeah. You don't want to chase, do you want to, and uh, RC at uh, 27, certainly not old, but he is but also five years, he's five years older than, than Abrams, who yes. has... 400 plate appearances above rookie ball. So yeah. there's still a lot of you know, where where that could go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's only had, uh, he's had between what he did, what he's done in the majors so far, double uh, A AA and triple A, I believe he's just under 400 plate appearances. So he has certainly been accelerated uh, through that. And some of that's and on I the like talent it. and his potential, yeah. and that's fine. Uh, I, I like that also, for Abrams. Yeah. Uh, it gets back to you want to be you want to chase the old boring guy or do you want to chase the upside? And I get it, uh, you know, Justin wants the upside, and that's that's certainly fine. Uh, Paul, you also make valid points about somebody who's been there and done that. And you've when you're replacing a superstar, it's better you know know what you have versus what yeah. may be there too. I get trying to just get something there because it is going to be such, especially Machado in particular. I mean, he was the superstar. He was great. He was like, I bet he was hard carrying some teams that were maybe dealing with other injuries. This is crushing for my, for my top worst team. It's, it's, I mean, it's just a devastating loss without a doubt. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least I'm getting O'Neill Cruz on that team, but I mean, it's still not a replacement for what Machado had done this year, especially with the stolen bases Yes, to get that many stolen bases out of third base. Um, people were planning for seven for the year like that yeah. would have been fine if, if machado and you may seven get seven for the, for the year now but now, at least you got yeah. those seven. yep now so. it might end up not being a that's that'll be weird too like if he comes back and and like runs like one more time and ends up with eight and you know he basically says you know once my i came back i didn't want to go with my ankle that'll be weird how his his stolen base upside is perceived then right like yeah he, he he's on track for a big season it might be derailed right here. That that could be a huge bump. And well, how many times do we see that with a guy where like for sure. they start they I mean, start out running, running? I think because he got hurt stealing one of the Tim times, Anderson right? has done it like three or four times where he either starts he, out or finishes stop. really strong. Yeah, he's he'll eventually stop running soon too. I think with Tim Anderson, mm-hmm. can we laugh that somehow CBS has Machado listed as probable for June twentieth? Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I think that is. Uh, I would say he's very. That improbable. is improbable. Yeah. <laughs> so Even uh, I was a, looking at lineup because I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to take him out of that one lineup, uh, and it, he's listed as probable. But then again, so is Tyler O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's swoon over some players that are performing well in June, uh, and let's start with Jack Swinsky, who um, was sitting on my wife's bench yesterday when he hit three bombs. Oh uh in, in the game including the game winner uh in the ninth inning off of tyler rogers uh over the course of june he has a 199 wrc plus jason is it time to go rush to the wire and pick up jack swinsky yeah he is uh he's only 23 years old so imagine what he's gonna be able to do at age 27 it's, <laughs> it should be awesome i was trying i went to look he's like he's 23 and 271 days old so i was trying to find some way to tie 27 into that one uh but it well done. It, it, it kind of feels like last year's um 
uh, Yossi Shisugo run where it's like, oh, you got in the superheater for Pittsburgh and they're going to let, let it run uh, and let it fly. So I, you've missed out on the goodness, as both of you like to say quite often um, on this show. And so we missed out on the goodness. It was fun. But for the time being, he's playing every day. And if you can absorb the, the batting average and, and it, if you're hurting, if your team's hurting for power, uh, there are certainly worse power specs you can play. But understand you, you've missed a lot of goodness already. Uh, and so you can take him this week, but he's honestly, he would be on like a, a week by week case to see what else is the, to keep an eye on things with that. But if you're hurting in the counting cat, if you're hurting in the home run category and you're looking to, uh, to make an improvement, see how long he stays hot. Well, small, small counterpoint. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Generally speaking, you're correct. However, this three Homer came out of a devastating cold snap. He was three for his last 30 with a 43% strikeout rate. So maybe he's just getting hot again. He had been hot before that Jack Swinski was uh, with, you know, uh, let's see, six homers in 63-point appearances with a 169 WRC+, plus, which was looking very nice. Then hit that 33 for 30, then hit three homers. So I don't know. I think maybe uh, maybe he's starting a second uh, a, a second hot 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 streak here. I will say it is volatile, so I don't want to disagree with your general point about the volatility of Jack Swinski. That is absolutely true. Sub three hundred OBP, too many strikeouts, not enough walks. But I do like him for a power spec. I recommended him um, June tenth in the box score bits for deep leagues. So I still think he's mostly deep leagues. I, you might have a spot in a twelve, but it's still pretty iffy in a twelve. Six home, runs, six home runs this month, though. Uh, so that's part of where the hot, where the hot, and I'm looking at it like the counts. Like we've got a couple, we've got a full count home run, we have an 0-2 home run, we have another full count home run. We've had three full count home runs. So you know, good on him for not sitting there and trying to take the walk. He's out there trying to walk. Uh, so he's got three of his three of these six have been full count home runs. And they haven't exactly been off bums either. I mean, he's got one off Max Freed. He's got one off Alex Cobb. He's got one off uh, our, our friend Sammy Long. Um, so he, he's got another one. Uh, Tyler Rogers' one was pretty amazing yesterday because the way, you know, yeah. when Rogers comes out, he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm taking that one. So it's like, you know, he, he's got some legit there, but six home runs, that's what you're riding. That's what you're riding. So he's up there trying to – he's not up there taking walks. He's up directly from double A, too. I'd like to point out, though, six home runs, a total of nine runs scored this month. Man, yeah, I mean, six, that, that's six, Jack six home, hold on, Swinski six home runs, OBP. six home runs, a total of eight RBIs this month. That's brutal. I mean, it's, he went. He, it was it's, a, it's pretty. It's pretty empty power. So but, I mean, but there's no such thing as empty power because the home run is is Juan Soto disagrees there. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's it, still better than like empty batting average. Like the home runs matter there. And you're, still, you're still getting no, but... an RBI and a run. Like it, every home run hits four categories guaranteed. So I, I think by definition, I don't think power can be empty. It's, it's empty but I, I hear it's about, as, it's about as empty as you can be in power. How about I hear that? what you're saying with the runs and ribbies. It's not adding to it, but it's still power generated that way. What about Garrett Cooper having a big month, uh, 188? WRC plus Paul. I know you've been a big Garrett Cooper guy yeah. in the past. Are you still on board and grabbing Absolutely. him in your leagues? Dude, dude's a hitter, man. He's he's been nothing but a hitter. One twenty three WRC plus for his career. Uh, just one of those one of those guys that you know he'll be a name that we call out in like ten years. Like remember Garrett Cooper? 
and you know giant baseball nerds like us at AFL will be like, oh my God, yeah, Garrett Cooper was so good. Imagine if he had stayed healthy. But he's just a good hitter. You play him when he's healthy, and then you inevitably put him on your IL or cut him when he gets hurt. Jason, are you picking up Garrett Cooper? The Dave Bush of hitters. That's what he's going to be known as at first pitch Arizona. <laughs> Dave Bush of hitters. The skill's always there. The production never was. And, and same thing. I mean, there are a lot of Garrett Cooper fans. Go on Twitter. Everybody loves Garrett Cooper. And, and he's got a great-looking swing. And you're always like, what if? Uh, and then he gets hurt. And that's the problem. So, yeah, I would love to have Garrett Cooper as a piece to use, especially on some of these teams where I'm you know struggling to keep a roster together with, uh, with ace bandages and band-aids uh, with it. So, yes. But – it, it, you know, there's a reason why he is 31 years old and he has 34 career home runs. Yeah. I mean, like the, it, he's a guy who's like slash line is nice. Garrett Cooper is a 289, 363, 460 slash line uh, since, since 2019. That's a thousand and thirty three plate appearances. But even his 162 average over that time is 21 homers, 80 ribbies, 75 runs. So when you're getting chunks of that, you're not getting much production. There is some empty average here with Garrett mm-hmm. Cooper, but we have seen a little bit of a power uptick uh, lately. Uh, this not this year, but lately. And you know, again, right now, if you need to plug a hole, there's not much better out there. So I think Garrett Cooper can be a little bit of an oasis. But keep measure, keep it measured. The uh, uh, expectations of what you're going to get power wise. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get much power wise, especially nah. while he's hitting 50 plus percent uh, ground balls uh, yeah, in the course. Of, he uh, missed, he misses super happy fun ball. That was yeah. a fun year. 19 was a fun year for him, but he hasn't he had 15 home runs in 19. And he's had 19 since. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, yeah. He's and, and the thing is he's not trying to pull the ball uh, either. In the beginning of the season in uh in April, he was pulling the ball 54% of the time. It looked like he was trying to get the ball into the air a little bit more. Uh, but since then it's 26% pull percentage. Uh, and this month, a 51.2% ground ball percentage, only getting the ball into the air 22% of the time. And it's and it's, it's empty, empty average, unfortunately. A 10% home to go run oppo rate. in Miami is a great place, too. I mean. mm-hmm. <laughs> a 10% home run rate uh, at that as well. But, I mean, I will say he didn't really lose the power in, in 20 and 21. Uh, those 15 homers that he had were in the same amount of games that he had in 2019 for Garrett Cooper. But this year, the power is is lower, 10% homer to fly ball. Miami's not the place for power. So you're getting some batting average from Garrett Cooper, and really you're just getting somebody who's playing in the middle of an order. It's funny. I actually had him in that same uh, Grant uh, uh, Jackson-Winski article. I had Garrett Cooper <laughs> in that article as a recommendation. Well, let's move on to uh, one of the few guys in Tampa Bay that is hitting, uh, and that is G-Man Choi. With a 174 WRC plus two home runs with a 340 batting average during the month of June. Jason, is it time to pick up our boy Choi? If you can, uh, it's it's all matchups pretty, pretty much. He does not hit, he does not even play against lefties. That's what it is. This is setting up guys for success. So if you are in a deeper league where you can absorb the missed playing time when the team is playing lefties, you really, if you have them, you got to check the schedule. See how many lefty starters are on because that's when he's going to sit plain and simple. They've set him up for success, and that's what he does. He works counts. Uh, you know, he does professional hitter. You see hitter. You, know, you see uh, uh, announcers throw that around all the time, but that's truly what he's up there doing. He yep. works deep counts. He rarely Same with Cooper, by the way. Yeah, rarely gets hitter. himself in trouble. So it's like they would. It's it's really that's what it comes down to is 
how many lefty starters of the race facing that particular week. If they're facing three, you can't start him. If they're facing one or two, then you can start him because he's going to get at least two plate appearances before you see the bullpen uh, in that situation. But he's he's really good uh, in, in that capacity, but he's never going to hit lefties. I will say, uh, you can, like, Choi is still good for the for the NFBC because of the split week. It's it's mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday, and then uh, the weekend are right. two separate periods that you can trade out hitters, not pitchers. So you can still finagle that with somebody like Choi, even in something as shallow as a 12, and maximize him there. Just get somebody that you feel comfortable with um, to, to kind of platoon him with. But you want to take the upside with him. This is a bad week. You would definitely sit him in that first half with Cortez and Montgomery coming oh, from yeah. the Yankees, but then you get them right back in for the weekend set against Pittsburgh, Keller, Brubaker, and Contreras. I mean, they're not they're not terrible. That's actually three of their best guys, but G-Man Choi crushes righty, so I'm not worried about that. Absolutely. Yep. Great point. Uh, Michael Harris, has, uh, the second. Make sure hey, there's a big prospect what, who's panned out. Yeah, th- this is the prospect that – uh, I don't think anybody was talking about prior to the start of the season and has been fantastic. She's been showing power speed, unfortunately still hitting ninth in the batting order for some reason in Atlanta. But Paul, are you, uh, are you believing in Michael Harris in this breakout? Yeah. I mean, I am to the, to the degree that he's in all formats play right now. And I'm not, I'm not moving off that. Uh, it would take a nice, you know, it would take a cold streak and, you know, maybe like a surge in strikeouts to really move me off. But right now you're riding this for sure. Three homers, two steals, 321 average. Of course, Babbitt's running hot. Things are working well. I will say the 14% swing strike rate does make me believe that the 22% K rate will go up and he doesn't walk much. So we'll see what happens uh, when the league starts to figure him out. But who cares? He's hot right now. You're using Michael Harris and you'll deal with it when it comes, uh, what, what, you know, when the inevitable regression comes and we'll see how he adjusts from there. But uh, he also came up from double A at age 21 and he's looking the part right now. I understand why he's hitting ninth. You know, as the rookie, I think it might, might be a little bit of a hierarchy thing there. Um, but I don't know that it's, like, bad that they're not. He's not clearly better than Arcia Duval, Ozuna, that he needs to be hitting higher. Jason, where are you at on Michael uh, Harris? Uh, I'm just going to read – yeah, the second. I'm just going to read uh, some stuff from my uh, my commissioner, uh, Rob. Uh, you you guys met him in Arizona this past uh, November, so he was out there. Huge Braves fan. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Atlanta announcers, highly biased, mentioned Michael Harris. If he continues to himself, could get himself into the rookie of the year conversation. So maybe you guys could give him some love. Not sure about how much national attention he gets. He started off slow. Then Kevin Seitzer saw something in a swing, made an adjustment, lowered his hands, and his power, especially Oppo stuff, increased. Uh, so that's what he has to say about uh, Michael. And the, the defense is certainly keeping him in the field. He's playing yes. great defense out there, too. So that's keeping him in the lineup. Uh, with that, and the other note he had sent me about uh, Harris the second uh, is that he has played every inning of every game since his since his promotion. Like I he's he's up there, he's up there, and he's up there, he's up there playing. Yeah, uh, and so that's great. That's great to see, and it's always great to see when a guy that young making the jump from Double A can have that success. But now we're coming to that point where he'll get that second time exposure to other side and how he's, how will he adjust to that? Because we've seen some guys come up, get hot. And then because nobody really has a good book on him, especially somebody making the jump from uh, jump from double a uh, now what's going to happen that next time around. Now that they have a book on him, they know what he can do. Scouts will pick up on that really quickly and then we'll see what happens. So, you know, uh, I'm not all in, 
Uh, but yeah. it's really nice to see somebody of his pedigree having that type of success right out of the gate. Yeah, you just you go with this till uh, till they adjust, and we'll see what Michael Harris does to adjust to the adjustment. It, it, it will come. It will come. I did talk about him in my Wednesday Roto write-up um, after he hit his second home run. He's hit his third since then. I love the power-speed combo. Um, I do agree with Paul, though. The strikeouts are going to come, and that 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 may end up being a problem, especially because he does not walk a ton. However, he hits, uh, you know, he's, his zone contact's around 82%. So, like, just a little bit below league average, but not, yeah, like, but not, not trash. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's not, like, back to the minor leagues uh, bad. Um, and his defense is important. Like he, you yes. know, he's, he plays a very good uh, defensive outfield. So uh, I think the combination of those things should be able to keep him in the lineup, even if he does start to start uh, those strikeouts start to kind of catch up to him. Uh, I like Michael Harris the second a lot. I agree. I uh, Michael Taylor uh, is uh, in Kansas Michael City. A. Taylor. Michael A. Much. Taylor. Yeah, I, I just picked all the all the weird names this episode. Apparently, uh, one seventy WRC plus, two home runs and a stolen base during the month of June. Just a hot streak right now, uh, Jason. Or are you picking up on Michael Taylor? You know, I, I'm picking up. I would say because of playing time. But as you were running through that, the the thought came to mind, maybe that's the guy the Dodgers want to go get. I mean, Kansas City should be trading everything not nailed down. We're talking about a 31-year-old guy who can play all three spots, gives him some flexibility, is the right-handed bat. Maybe this is the guy they should go get. That's that's a a really good call, yeah. But if that happens, then he's going to lose the playing time. So, like, it would be great for baseball. It would be terrible for fantasy. So that's my trepidation about, like, oh, let's get in uh, right now. As long as he's in Kansas City, I'm fine. But that's kind of a concern, like, that would really be the better fit for the Dodgers yeah. because it gives them much more versatility uh, and an insurance policy on, on a team that's had some pr- trouble with injuries. No doubt. I, that's a great call out. And I think that is a much better fit. And of course, like you said, it would rob Michael A. Taylor's playing time for sure and make him really difficult to, uh, to be that excited about. And he is cheap because he does have a tease on a two year deal. Two year. So there is some guarantee, but it's not the Dodgers it's care. Four and a half mil. Like that, yeah, that yeah, four and a half mil. It's nothing. I like they signed him to a really nice cheap deal. And again, the defense is huge there too. As far as how he's playing, I do see some some usefulness. And I actually wish he was running more. He's only he's one for two on the bases. That's the part that I'm kind of like, come on, Matheny. Well, what the hell? Like, yeah, let him run. <laughs> this is a running team. He's actually got a 355 OBP and he's not running. If you told me that Michael A. Taylor, I'm not even joking. If you told me Michael A. Taylor was going to have a 355 OBP at this point and he was playing like, all the time mm-hmm. um did he did he has 47 games played did he have an il stint or did, does he just sit out sometimes uh, he sits out sometimes but it, it, he did have an il stint as well okay okay so that, that's probably the bigger part of it though so basically a full-time player if you had said he had a 355 obp i'd have moved him up 10 rounds like get, maybe, he got, maybe he got the his penalty though Maybe he got the bet because last year, remember ben attendee was eight for 17 last year with kansas yep. city and i think he has one attempted steal this year uh, yeah, I wonder Taylor if he, was 14 of 21, so he wasn't that great either. So maybe they both they said, maybe they you can't convert it. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you can't convert 70% of your steals, you're not running. So maybe they're on a penalty of some sorts. That's um, that's actually a good point because they were both uh, – yeah, Benintendi was awful, literally was more awful. cuts than steals. <laughs> and 14 for 21 is not very good either. So that's a really good call out, and maybe that is what slowed him down. But, I, yeah, if you had somehow been able to guarantee me that an everyday Michael A. Taylor in June would have a 355 OBP – I'd have moved him way too far up for those mm-hmm. steals, and he just doesn't have them. 
And I bet he's in the penalty box. That's a great call. I mean, he's also hitting eighth or ninth most of the. It's been in eighth or ninth most of the year, so but he's, he's probably guys can run down there. Nobody slowed down from running. That's Nicky Lopez the, stole twenty down there. Yeah, that's usually the NL. If you got the pitcher. Yeah, yeah he uh, of his he only has uh, let's see thirteen at bats above the seven hole this year for Taylor. Uh, yeah, for Taylor. So, um, but he it's the highest zone contact of his career. He's put the ball in the air. I I would love him to get off this team and get to a different but, team, and I'm sure he, he has will to be. go to another team where he's going to start because Jason's dead yeah. on that he's a great like fourth outfielder, and if he's not playing like that, that is going to going to eat up the value for Michael Taylor. Uh, did we also point out that he has nearly a two x walk rate at 11, mm percent -hmm. easily the highest of his career? Are they and pitching around him to get to whoever's hitting ninth? I mean that's Lopez. I haven't paid a, I haven't paid much attention well, to what their lineup looks like these days. Him to face Lopez when they're both the same player. I don't want to strike out rate as best of his career as well. I mean he's just he's doing everything he should be doing to have like a breakout season and yeah, this hasn't it, quite clicked yet. When I see were, a walk rate almost double like that, my instant thought is they're just pitching around him to get to the next hitter. I hear you, um, but I, again, why would you have to pitch through? 81 yeah. WRC plus Taylor. I don't, I yeah, don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know either. I would say that's bad process by the, by those pitchers in particular, but yeah, I think you can get them, but also just be careful. Cause like Jason said, that fourth outfielder capability is huge for him. He could get traded somewhere where he plays if he fills in for injury, but if he just goes somewhere that has three outfielders and needs depth, then Michael A. Taylor will not play. So I think he's got some appeal in like 12s and up depending on your, on your setup. So I found some numbers. I found the numbers. Uh, he has attempted two stolen bases all season. Uh, anybody want to guess how many attempts he's had? And still, remember, stolen base opportunities. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, uh, opportunities. Yeah, cool. Stolen base opportunities is the next base unoccupied. So That's second or third has to be unoccupied. So he has had uh, how many? How many of these opportunities do you think he's had this year? Eighty. Mm, no, less than that. Oh, I'm not much. Oh, really? Okay. Nine. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was a 69 setup. <laughs> so he's had plenty of opportunity. Yeah. He's not running. Taylor's just not running. I, I, I'm buying in the penalty box idea because Benintendi slowed down too. And I thought Benintendi might get back on track because I thought the rib was part of what happened and why he was maybe running poorly and maybe he wasn't sliding as aggressively or something. He only had a few of the cots after the rib was diagnosed, but I wondered if it was maybe affecting him before that for Benintendi. So I don't know, but neither of them are running. Benintendi doesn't even have a single attempt and he has a 358 OBP and this is a running team. And so the penalty box thing is getting, it was a running has some team. credence. Well, yeah, but uh, okay. Are the rest of the guys running? I'm, 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 Checking it right now. Where are they? In that, and that might hurt to Benintendi because I had taken him in some leagues for that particular reason. Me it's too. like, oh, like hey, you know, yeah, I know. Double. You know, they're they're like, middle oh. of the pack. They are fifteenth in they're fifteenth in stolen bases. So have year. they have, have they made a concerted effort? Uh, did, it appears so. Did somebody I mean, get to Matheny to to slow to slow down, or did he decide I want to slow down? Yeah, because look, so you know, Benintendi's it's only the guys thirty five opportunities. 135, and he's yet to attempt a stolen base. Like wit, because they were the number hits. one team in baseball last yeah. year. Yeah, and, they, they and not not particular not particularly close either. They're always up near the they, top. They had the, 14 the more stolen bases in San Diego. So Mondesi got five opportunities in 54 plate appearances. He was able to run. Mm -hmm. Merrifield has nine this year. 
um, eight steals, uh, one caught, and Bobby Witt has 10 in 12, and Lopez is four for four. So it looks like it's only the high-volume guys that are great at it. I, I, I'm really buying into this penalty box theory where they slim down. We're not just going to run to run. Only the guys who can actually do it are going to get to run. I think Jason's dead on that they have been. So penalized. if he gets traded, do you do? Would you be comfortable the saying he'll time. get some more opportunities for stolen yes. bases elsewhere? If, like, if, hey, if, clean slate. You know, Paul, you're coming yeah. here. We don't care what what happened over there. It's a new place. You know, let's see what you can do here. Yeah, if you get on base like this, you can run here. But again, that would depend if he's coming to fill in for somebody who is on a full time role or if he's going to be fourth outfielder guy i will say though if you went to the dodgers i would still have some interest at least in like a main event setup because they play their guys a lot they like everyone mm -hmm. seems to get some burn so he would still get some burn and if he's playing like this again we're talking about michael a taylor sorry we've been talking about him for a long time but yeah i think he'd still play so let's just see where he goes we spent too much time on michael a taylor but it's been a fruitful discussion about michael a taylor and what michael a taylor could maybe do on another team should michael a taylor be traded what's michael his name a. taylor Michael Taylor. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that is going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, I'm going to move the pictures to uh, for Sunday, or we can talk about them on on Friday, Paul. Uh, Jason, remind everybody where you can reach. What are you working on? So I can be reached at Jason Collette on Twitter. Uh, at RotoWire, there's an article coming out about stolen bases uh, <laughs> and, and about which teams can, which teams are doing a good job of controlling which ones aren't. An example of this would be like if you see a matchup where Noah Syndergaard is pitching to Kurt Suzuki. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting your stolen base. bases because, yes, <laughs> uh, even I, even me at, at almost 50 is going to steal a base off that duo. Uh, and same thing with Texas. You're playing Texas or Minnesota. Both those teams are terrible at controlling the running game. And it's not the catch. It's not always the catchers. But in Sam Huff's case, it's the catcher. Uh, yeah. so, but Texas is really struggling to, to control the running game, and that's why if your favorite team has been playing either Minnesota or Texas, they're like, man, they're running a lot. It's because those two teams really struggle to control the running game. And so wanted to try to find, you know, hey, look at these particular matchups. You're playing this team. Load up and see what can happen. Because not all of us have John Birdie on our team. John Birdie's been fantastic with 16 steals in the last 30 days. Oh he literally has lapped the field. Nobody else has more than eight in the last 30. He has 16, and it's wonderful. And then today I saw there was a prop bet. He was plus 190 to steal a base, and he got picked off today. So that was it. That was his only attempt. So, That's amazing. But that was, you know, David Peterson, lefties, man. That's the, It comes down to that. So yeah. uh, Birdie's not done. Uh, he'll be able to get his chance running. Eli White was another guy that was just running a ton, and you know, he's out hurt now. Uh, yeah, with yeah. that, because Charlie Culberson forgot that, oh, hey, the center fielder has those balls. You're supposed to back him up. Oh, not run they, him they over. collided? Oh, yeah. yeah. Collided and broke his wrist. As a left fielder, you take the back, the center fielder got it, and, like, wham, broke his wrist. Uh, and, you know, it, it paid because I beat, like, like, two AL only leagues, and, like, he was – uh, I'm one of them. I lost Mondesi. So it was like, I got white and just like, Hey, here come the seals. And then I've lost him. So like my team is now Andrew Benintendi on the, st in the stolen base department. It's, it's, it's ugly. So that's, what's coming out. Um, and wanted to jump on a record today because next weekend I am in new Orleans for a work conference. My first one in three years. Um, oh, so if you happen to be at ISTE and you're an ed tech, you're an ed tech person, find me at ISTE. I'll be there. Booth 1130. Uh, and um, then we got July 4th weekend coming up after that. So um, you won't hear my voice for a couple of weeks. I will bring in uh, a replacement uh, to be named later for Sunday. Uh, Paul, where you reach? What are you working on? That's more on Twitter, on Twitch. Uh, Box score bits up today. Are we potting tomorrow? 
Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. You said you said move those pictures to Sunday. I was like, we could maybe talk about it tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be potting tomorrow, and I'm debating doing like a full ranking rundown, like I did for my picture for every position. But I don't know if I want to do that. Mm. So I'm, I'm still debating. working on my picture ranks. I will have them done at least by Friday. Sweet. At worst, so, maybe even done tonight. We'll see. I'm if they're done tonight, the we'll talk about them tomorrow. If not, we'll talk Friday. But either way, you and I will talk tomorrow. Jason, have a good one. Great potting with I can't you. have a good one. I can't. Fidel Bruhan's a number five hitter tonight. How can I have a good one looking at that no, goddamn lineup? No, oh, sorry. No. Oh, it's so frustrating. Go, how about just go drink a beer, Jason? <laughs> I'm going to go out and do yard work. Maybe go swim to laps. I don't know if I can watch the game. That's Bruhan hitting number five. Wow. That's All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye, All right. guys. See you guys.